0: Hey, what's going on, guys? Welcome back to the Jeremy Scott Fitness Podcast, and radio show coming to you hot on an early Tuesday morning here when I am actually particularly rather cold. Uh, it's freezing here in Scottsdale. When I say freezing, I mean about 45 degrees and the sun is not quite out yet. So it's chilly for us here. and Yes, we are soft and not in touch with the real world, but this is the environment that we live in. So with that said, this podcast comes heavily requested by a lot of you guys. Let me get my pen out here to make a note we got it done finally on building a program. Now I don't know if this is fitness professionals or just fitness enthusiasts or people who just want to know more about programming in general and get my two cents on it. And um, some of the stuff I say is probably going to make you know zero sense to you guys. Some of it will make a lot of sense, and then you might you know learn something new along the way or have at least a different opinion of you know fitness programming and how you should kind of attack your workout. And go about it. Now, obviously, like anybody who's trained, uh, my goals have evolved over the years. They will continue to evolve and shift as I become older, softer, and wrinklier. Hopefully, I can fight that for as long as humanly possible. But time is always fighting against us, no matter what. But I think the better we eat, sleep, train, think, love, live our life, we can, you know, kind of prolong that process. And there's people I know who come in here. Who are 60 years old who look like fucking rock stars and there's people who are 25 years old who look like a bag of shit and I think it just comes down to you know how you take care of yourself you know genetics and obviously the overall stresses of life and so I do think the way that you structure your workouts and your training program and regimen do matter in terms of that but immediately before I even start this you guys I spend way less time programming now than I first did when I got into fitness and I think that works for a couple of reasons, one, I know a lot more now, and uh, some of the things come natural. Uh, I'm very lucky and blessed to be friends with who I believe are some of the very smartest and brightest people in all of fitness, and so um, we can kind of beg, borrow, and steal from each other and see what works. And then the other thing I found is this, especially when programming for you know clients or other people. The program works if people follow it. And, and I think that's like anything in life, you guys. It's like if you're a, a finance person, right, and you're trying to get out of debt, if you follow like the, the, the Ramsey Solutions kind of baby steps, um, you will get out of debt. The problem is people do their own version of the steps. Some people don't follow the steps. Some people follow them some of the time and not all the time. And then eventually you know, they still find themselves in debt and not making a bunch of progress. Well, fitness programming is exactly the same way. If we create a program for somebody and it's laid out in detail for them, but yet they only do three of the days of the week of the program, they're not really following the program, so hence it doesn't really work. And what I've found is adults become busy, real life happens, shit happens, and and sometimes they can make it in here and crush it, and sometimes they can't. So we tend to program for our athletes knowing that, knowing that they might miss a day or two, knowing that they might take a vacation, knowing that they might sleep in, knowing that they might be hungover one day and not make it. So we try to give them everything packed into the day's even if they came let's say only 2 days instead of 4 days they're still getting the stuff that they need maybe not the volume but they're getting everything delivered if that makes sense so for you guys listening out there that's why I'm a fan of certain kinds of splits in terms of you know strength training aerobic training volume stuff all kind of packed into one so when it comes to building like a workout routine or a training program it, it is really in you know it's dependent on the individual person and the individual goals and knowing your body and knowing What's a fast responder? What's a slow responder? So if you look at me, obviously, um, I have 54 inch shoulders across. Now that's, they're fucking enormous. They just are. Uh, Part of that is, you know, age range training, me lifting at a young age, me, you know, playing sports forever, particularly shooting a basketball thousands of times per day for, you know, over a decade. Um, And then obviously just genetics. It's, uh, It's a fast responder for me. And then, if you took something like, let's say, my quads, now they're developed, they're cut, they're, you know, rather big. Same thing with the hamstrings. It took me a lot longer to get those to catch up to the shoulders. Now, it wasn't like I was sitting doing shoulder press all day long and never squatting and lunging. It was actually the exact opposite. But for whatever reason, my quads were a slow responder compared, you know, in comparison to my shoulders. And so for me, if I'm going through programming, and I'm short on time, or I know what I want to work on, I probably don't have to spend as much time on doing, you know, shoulders and overhead pressing stuff, even though I'm never going to stop doing it. I think if you guys have a body part, you guys, that is strong, and it is amazing, don't not train it. But it might not need as much love as something that's a slow responder, if that makes sense. And so we would structure a program for somebody like that geared towards them. So if it's a dude, for example, and we're dudes. And most dudes, when we're young, we're stupid. And most dudes, when we get older, we're stupid uh, in terms of training anyway. So what I mean is there's guys who come in here and they'll always bench press, they'll always curl, they'll always do overhead pressing, but they never want to do lunges and push a sled. So when they come into us, we give them all the shit we know they won't do. We sprinkle in some of the stuff they like, but we'll program it for them to work on the things that they have to work on and uh, you know, hopefully make sense for them in an overall training program. So with that said, it's been my experience, you guys. Uh, I found a handful of splits that do work uh, for me in particular and for people as well. And I think alternating between, you know, uh, some kind of strength days and more aerobic based days tends to work best for people. But again, we're all a little bit different. So, what I would say is this for you guys in terms of training and how we train stuff, you know, for our clients, if you will. The one thing we do, at least for our clients, is I try to base everything we do here kind of off of total body, just because I know adults are busy. And most people aren't going to spend more than probably 90 minutes to two hours a week working out. I'll say it again. Most people are not going to spend more than probably 90 minutes to two hours a week working out total. So that means they would work out three to four times a week for 30-minute sessions, and that's it. And if you think I'm wrong, go look at the average fucking person. They're not even doing that. Now, obviously, there's the extreme cases and the people who are listening to fitness podcasts and stuff, and you guys might be doing more or doing less or doing somewhere in the middle. <clears throat> Excuse me. And I think that's fine. I don't think there's a need for you guys to spend 10 hours a week training, depending on what your goals are. If you want to, you know, obviously, you know, do Ironman or qualify for Kona, you're going to have to wake up and your life's going to have to be fitness is going to revolve around it. If you want to get in a bodybuilding stage and have shredded glutes and actually win, you're going to have to spend more time than probably, you know, two hours a week working out. But if you just want to be fit, healthy and happy and be happy with your life and have a nice balance and be able to have some drinks and do some fun shit, I think working out, you know, three to four times per week legit. And then just being active on the other days can, you know, do people a lot of good and they can be relatively fit doing that if they're eating the right way. I'm a huge fan of doing fitness every single day, at least doing something. But for our people, the average person I would prescribe them, you know, come in and work out legitly, you know, two, three, four times a week, hard as shit. I mean, really push yourself. And then on the other days, just do something and be active. And so when we construct a program for them, We kind of base it on, you know, the functional, you know, movements of life. So a push, a pull, a hip dominant, a quad dominant, a trunk, and a total body. Those six movements or patterns, if you will, uh, kind of make up the base of every workout that we're doing. So when you think about it, a push, here's your push-up, for example. A pull, that could be your pull-up or like your TRX row, for example. Um, Like a hip dominant movement, you know, obviously, if it's, you know, just a basic squatting for you guys. Uh, you know, if it's a quad dominant movement, if it's you guys, obviously, you know, doing some kind of lunging pattern. Uh, If it's a, you know, a trunk movement, it'd be you guys doing a plank hold, for example, or maybe the ab wheel. And then a total body could be anything like, you know, burpees. That's probably the most basic ass day you could possibly get. So you come in, you do a push up, you do a row, you do a squat, you do a lunge, you do a plank hold, and you do burpees and you set it up in a circuit, maybe 30 seconds on 15 seconds off run through a handful of cycles. And that's your day that is a decent total body workout. You can pretty much do anywhere in any hotel uh, or any gym setting that you find and you would get for the most part, everything that you need. Now we can go into a million different specifics on that, but essentially you guys, that is what it is. So when you're going to a, a training program at a facility, whether you have a coach or somebody, uh, maybe just ask them, you know, Hey, how do you guys program? What, what's the, what are the movements based off of? And the one thing I will say is we try to do this here and it's tough to do, Uh, in a group setting, especially if people can't do, you know, legit uh, pull-ups. But we tried to do two pulls for every push. So meaning like for every pushing movement, so for every burpee and push-up, we try to have two pulling movements or two rowing movements. So have you guys do like a bent row, uh, maybe a lawnmower row, maybe a TRX face pull, TRX row, pulling a sled, pulling a band, whatever it is, kettlebell swing, something to work the backside more than we work the front side. And I've talked about this before in another podcast, but I think oftentimes we tend to train the things we can see, which is the stuff in front of us in the mirror, our anterior, the front of our body, more than the back of our body, which is the posterior, and I think that's a mistake. All the power in your body and your life comes from typically hamstrings, glutes and the back. And so I think working, you know, the back side of the body twice as much as the front side of the body for the most part uh, tends to do us better overall. Now, obviously, there's a million factors that go into it, but that's just my two cents. So that is essentially how we create our stuff here. And when we put these uh, programs together, we typically do a mix of you know loading, which means like lifting weights, some form of strength training movements, some form of aerobic movements, and some form of uh, mobility into every single day of our program. And that's how I like to program for our groups and 99% of our athletes who come in here because I know they're crunched on time. I know fitness is not their life. It needs to fit into their life and not be their life. So by getting them to you know pick up some type of weight or load, whether that be a sandbag, a band, kettlebell, dumbbell, anything in between, pushing a sled, that's fine. Some form of aerobic work, whether it be row, ski, biking, doing jumping jacks, and then obviously building in mobility stuff, whether that be like inchworms or Spider-Man flows or shin boxes or something like that. I think if you can you know if you're working out you know 3 to 4 times a week doing total body workouts I think you guys can do a lot of damage and be pretty fit if that's how the day was constructed now you can also go, you know, the route of if you're for surely gonna train four days per week and you, you can be committed to it and you're never gonna miss. I would do like a, a day one could be like a strength day, maybe focusing on you know upper body patterns, if you will. And then day two could be your aerobic day, whether that be METCON stuff, hit stuff, or list, kind of the lower intensity cardio. Day three, you could go back to strength stuff and maybe do the lower body focus for the most part. And then day four, go back to the aerobic stuff, your cardio. Again, it could be metabolic, uh, it could be list cardio, it could be you know, training true hit kind of stuff. Hey, if you want to throw a Tabata's protocol in there, any of those things I think will work. And then day five, you could either like chill, take a rest day and then or just start repeating the cycle over again. So it's your call. Um, That would work well for me personally. And again, I've talked about this before. If you guys want to get into detail on my stuff on my training schedule and what I do, you know, overall, and again, my stuff will change based on the time of year and traveling and what my goals are. But for me, I like lifting. I've always enjoyed it. I grew up on bodybuilding. It's I'll always love it. I actually just watched the Ronnie Coleman uh, documentary on Netflix. Which two things? One is one of the saddest fucking things I've seen in a really long time. Was texting B J. Gooder afterwards. I'm like, man. I'm like, I'm almost about to fucking cry because I feel so bad for the guy. Um, But he doesn't feel bad for himself, which is amazing. And uh, and two, I, I love Ronnie Coleman even more. And I'm not a fan of obviously, you know, I'm not a fan of doing, you know, a shit ton of drugs and, um, you know, pushing your body to, to places that aren't safe. But I will say I do love him even more for the fact that he is very human. And it was pretty cool to listen to him speak and to see people give up certain things and sacrifice stuff for a certain life, uh, you know, to, to be the best at what they do. I have to always admire people who are, who are dedicated to a craft. And are willing to give up certain things, and it's that sacrifice, and that's the eating shit behind the scenes for years when people never notice. I have the utmost respect for people like that in any field, whether it be fitness or sports, or you're an attorney, or a doctor, or you're a teacher, whatever it may be. I've always just respected that. So, with that said, I grew up in the bodybuilding stuff, you guys, and I've always kind of loved it. So, I do like lifting. I think it's fun. I like all all kind of forms of lifting. I'm not. I don't you know, admittedly do a ton of Olympic lifting and a lot of crazy stupid shit anymore, just because uh what's the point? And to me, uh I'm trying to do this for life and do it for a long time and it is also, you know, how we make money here and it's it a lot of it is tied to how I look and how I move and how I feel. So if I'm hurt and broken, I'm not really any good to anybody. So I tend not to do a ton of, you know, crazy stuff. Just and again think of it like this. I'm not saying you can't go do, you know, a shit in a box jumps at scale or do a bunch of Olympic lifting, heavy overhead stuff, or do a ton of crazy volume and loading, you, you're more than welcome to do that. And to me, just because you can do something doesn't mean you should do something. It's kind of like running with scissors, we can all run with scissors in our hands. But what's the fucking point, right? Like eventually something bad is probably going to happen. I think the same thing goes when we're doing kind of, you know, irresponsible training and moving. But for me, loading or lifting, you know, currently, uh, you know, Four days per week, I pretty much have dedicated to, to lifting your loading. Uh, usually, it's you know two upper days, two lower days. Uh, you know, one strength day upper, one hypertrophy day upper, and then the same thing for lower body: one strength lower and one hypertrophy lower. No, currently, I just started a new program where I'm like three dedicated days of like kind of total body loading with the fourth day being a sex work. So like basically the three days I'll be, you know, squatting one day, then deadlifting the next day and then squatting again the next day. And again, spacing these out, mixing in the metabolic stuff in between. But I do something every single day. So for me, it might be loading four days, two upper days, two lower days. So like Monday might be, you know, loading upper, Tuesday might be loading lower. Uh, Wednesday might be like a lower intensity aerobic day, squeezing in mobility and doing accessory work. Then back to upper body uh, loading hypertrophy. And then Friday might be again back to lower body loading hypertrophy. Saturday, again, might be an accessory day. I might do some new movements or play with some new stuff we give you guys uh, and kind of share with the world and then just kind of go through some different fun protocols. Or maybe it's me drilling down in the skier or the rower or something like that. And then Sunday, typically do our advanced, ridiculous group metabolic stuff that's super crazy and uh, and crushing. And again, I'll say this when people come to me and say, I have to work out for, you know, I'm used to working out for two hours a day, or I'm working out for, you know, w- well over an hour every single day. But again, they're not strong, they're not in great shape, and they don't look amazing. I would say it's not about the quantity of the workout and the length of it. It's about the quality inside those minutes. Now, sometimes some of the workouts are going to take you an hour or maybe 90 minutes, but it shouldn't be every single day, unless you're doing this for a living or you're a professional athlete, or if you truly love it, that's fine. But I find more often than not, you can get a shit ton of work done in 30 minutes or less. And for most of you guys, 45 minutes or less with mobility and with like a cool down or whatever you want to call it is more than enough time to do stuff. But for most of you, 30 minutes a day is more than enough to get all the prescribed work done. Some of the the grossest metabolic workouts and some of the grossest Metcon shit we do here you guys, 35 minutes or less easy. I think the longest... uh, metabolic session we've done here total I think was like 49 minutes and that's from start to finish like 49 minutes of work time and I was a fucking smoke show at the end I was completely crushed and now I'm not saying I'm in better shape than you guys and I'm way fitter than you but I can probably hang with any of you guys listening to the podcast at worst case scenario so if I'm crushed at minute 45 I know most of you look like complete trash at minute forty five or you're you're going so slow or the loads are so light it's almost like you're getting diminishing returns and so what I'm saying is when it's real high intensity hardcore training you guys, thirty minutes is more than enough if you're really willing to go to like that fifth gear and sixth gear and really punch it so uh, side note uh, if you guys are constructing a program and you're going to do that and again you're short on time, whether you're lifting you know uh, like I prescribed before two days a week, three days a week, four days a week. Always focus on big movements, total body movements. I would say, you know, focus less time, you know, sitting on machines and sitting on your ass and, and, and taking super long rests and just being there. Now, again, I don't have anything against machines. Some of them have do have great benefits. There's a lot of cool stuff you can do with them. But for most of you, you don't have to spend 45 minutes on leg extension or 30 minutes doing fucking hamstring curls in the machine or like 25 minutes doing calf raises. I would say spend a majority of your time doing the big compound movements, squatting deadlifting, vertical pressing, uh, shoulder press, or horizontal, you know, uh, pushing, whether that be bench press, dumbbell press, something like that. And then obviously pulls, whether it be TRX rows, pull-up sled pulls, things like that, sled pushes, walking lunges, uh, you know, burpees, jam ball slams, all the above the things that get you guys really rocking and rolling. And that's what I would always say, like with your strength workouts, you know, Focus on a big compound movement, you know, first up front. And again, whether that be the bench, the squat, the deadlift. Um, And you can focus on strength stuff if you want. Things for you guys, most of you probably lower than eight reps would be considered probably strength stuff. You could go, you know, even five reps or lower, but for a lot of you guys, I don't think it's important to push it that much. And so I would say focus on some of the strength stuff. And then obviously afterwards, you can lighten the loads and focus on higher volume sets and reps and things like that. And what I would do for you guys, if you're going through it, record your numbers and just strive to kind of, you know, I'm not saying, you know, to beat them the next workout, but just to try to always be improving a little bit more, whether that be, you know, you did a couple more reps, you did a couple uh, more sets, maybe you did a couple pounds heavier on the loads. So just always you have a metric and there'll come a point in a pinnacle where it's like, you're not going to get quote unquote stronger in certain things. And people like, well, what do you mean? I'm like, well, I don't think you guys are going to come a day where I'm going to deadlift 600 pounds here. Um, I just don't really feels important to me. Um, could I train to do it within the next year for surely I could. But I think more bad things could happen than good things. If I do it cool, it's an Instagram video that nobody gives a shit about. I can throw it on YouTube, I can show, you know, the people who you know I hang out with, and maybe they'll think it's cool. But more likely than not, I would probably be more hurt and broken, something could rip or tear that could happen anyway. But I don't want to put myself in the position for that. But in terms of recording the workouts and training them, just have them and know, hey, here's what my strongest was and even though I can't go up on load anymore, maybe I can lighten the load and I'm better at the mid-range reps or volume or I can do something lighter and work on the muscle endurance or something like that. There's a million ways to do it, but I think tracking is important. And with your aerobic stuff, you guys, uh, you know, you can focus on you know, the overall performance of it, not just the completion of it. And so what I mean is It's cool to, you know, get on the bike and the row and the ski or to go for a run. And I think those are awesome. And you can alternate between, you know, longer durations and shorter durations, things that maybe are, you know, over 45 minutes. and then obviously things that are probably under 20 minutes, you know, longer, you know, endurance type stuff or shorter type sprint things. But what I would say is, focus on the performance of it so meaning if you're on the rower if you're on the bike or if you're on the ski you know getting better at intervals cutting down the rest time maybe doing a couple more cals or a couple more meters or whatever the metric is but always just trying to improve and be mindful of what the numbers you're doing and you know some days you'll be good and some days you'll be bad but just having a nice baseline I think is key that way it's not just going in the gym focusing on just getting through the workout but actually just trying to get better each workout that you guys come into and to me, the purpose of you guys doing splits like I prescribed above and kind of breaking up the program like this is to kind of balance your body out a little bit more and not leaning towards you know just doing strength work if you're a dude, if I'm going to generalize, or just doing aerobic work if you're a female. Now, there's a ton of you know women who lift and who are badass and gangster, but if I'm generally speaking overall, uh, kind of giving a blanket statement, dudes tend to lift more and do less aerobic metabolic shit for sure. Women tend to do more of the Metcon stuff and lift less because... Men are naturally upper body strong, so it kind of fits them and they like it, where women tend to be better at the aerobic stuff because the body needs less oxygen, they feel a better benefit of it, and they're just better at it than dudes are overall. So that's why I, I'm a fan of you know combining the two, which is a great way uh, to get a lot of stuff done in the small amount of time. Meaning instead of you guys coming with the intentions to the gym of, I'm going to have an hour-long workout... And you know, the strength stuff's gonna be 30 minutes and the cardio stuff's gonna be the other 30 minutes, and that's gonna be perfect. But you'll find that maybe your strength session ran a little bit long, and then now your aerobic works down to only you know 15 minutes left of it. And some people will do the 15 minutes, and some people will say, Well fuck it now, I gotta shower and go, and they'll skip it all together. So that's why I like combining the two. So it works that way. That splits having you know mixing in the stuff, whether it's you know straight sets like bodybuilding or circuit style training you know, mixing in, okay, I'm going to do my, you know, here's a set. I'm going to do a bench press set, then I'm going to do jumping jacks. Then I'm going to do my dumbbell curls. Then I'm going to go mountain climbers. Then I'm gonna, again, so you can intermingle the two. They can be married together to kind of create one badass workout if that works for you guys. Doing a split or setting up a circuit style like that prevents you from basically punting the thing that you're not good at or punting the thing you don't have time for. And that way you, if you can focus on one in a workout, or you can focus on both things in a workout. It really is your call. So, in a nutshell, you guys, that's basic programming and basically how we build stuff out. I think in terms of overall, I think most people should follow a program for at least probably – I mean I go back and forth on this. It's whatever you guys can do. You know, Four to eight weeks I think is ideal for the most part. Try something for at least a month uh, and sometimes I don't think a month is even long enough but try it for at least 30 days and then go from there. We create a lot of programs for our people Anywhere from four weeks to eight weeks to ten weeks. Some people twelve weeks if they're committed. Some people sixteen if they really want to stick it out. But I think a lot of times you you guys get bored. And what I would say is I'm not a huge fan of of program jumping and doing different stuff all the time. And one of the biggest kickbacks I would get from people, they would say stuff like, "Well, you know, it's not it's not different every single day. You know, we're squatting every week, we're lunging every week, we're riding the assault bike every week." I'm like, "Well, no shit, dick." I'm like, "You're gonna." have to do that kind of stuff it's like you're it's it's so ridiculous when people get so pissed off like i want to do something different every single day like it shouldn't be different every single day now we can chop it up and make it look a certain way but it's like it's just an asshole thing to do to like want to do something different every single day and like be so dedicated to it you're never going to get better at anything and you have to understand that and literally people sometimes will message us or they'll come in like well i've been split squatting every week for four weeks i'm like you have to How are you going to improve on it if you're not doing it week by week by week by week? It's crazy to me to think that you would make progress doing anything else. It'd be like you're playing the piano one week. You're playing the guitar the next week. You're playing the xylophone next week. You're you're banging the little triangle the next week. But you want to be better at the piano. If you're always doing a different instrument and a different protocol, how can you ever improve on the thing you're trying to improve on? You can't. You gotta really focus, and yeah, it might not be as sexy, and sometimes it might be quote unquote boring. But that's how progress is made. It's the consistency of doing those movements and actually owning them and becoming good at them, not just you know dabbling in them, hoping you're gonna get better. It's actually understanding, you know, how can I load? How much weight can I lift? How many sets and reps can I do? And improving that over time. So if you're gonna do a program, you guys, I'm all for mixing things up. And and you look at the stuff we do here, it might look. You know, when people come in like, oh, Jeremy, I love it here. The workouts are always different. Well, they are and they aren't because we have you doing some form of squatting. Now, there's a million ways to squat, you guys. But at the end of the day, we look at it in terms of movement. So it's a hip dominant movement. We'll stick it there. It's a quad dominant movement. We'll stick it there. It's an, uh, you know a push movement. We'll stick it there. It's a pull movement. We'll stick it there. Now, inside of that hip dominant movement, we can give you 50 different exercises to make it seem different. But eventually... Uh, it is the same. And we do drill down to the things here that I think are great. We have people lunge all the time. We have people do uh, push-up variations all the time. We have people doing squatting variations all the time because there's just certain things I do believe in that make people fit for life and give you the most bang for your buck. And that's how we tend to program and understand that. So when you guys are going through stuff, the biggest thing, one, find a split that works for you. I think for a lot of you guys, you know, Dedicating, you know, two hours a week, you know, for legitimate fitness is great. And then the other days, just doing something you love, whether it's biking, hiking, skiing, uh, playing sports, or whatever it may be, and then focusing on the big movements as you go through it, and really just sticking to a program, you know, for at least you know four to eight to twelve weeks for sure, and not always having to do something completely different every single day, uh, because it's just stupid and. When you're talking to fitness people, just know you guys, you sound dumb when you're requesting stuff like that because you're never going to get better at anything. The greatest athletes in the world drill down on the same thing over and over and over and over again. You think LeBron goes in and shoots different every single day? No, it's the same jumper. Now, he might work on different footwork or different handle packages or things like that, but eventually the shot is the same. It's the same pattern to perfect it, try to master the craft. the same thing if you watch a sprinting practice. We're taking the best athletes in the world, and they're just sprinting. They're just running. Now, they might skip and do different protocols throughout practice, but they're mastering one thing, and these are the best athletes in the world. So for you guys, I'd like for you to master the basic movement. So master your squatting. Master lunging. Master doing push-ups. Master doing pull-ups. Master overhead pressing. And then you can dress it up and do the sexy stuff around it, but you have to drill down and build a foundation of skills first, and then you can take the movements and you can play with them, but once you've mastered them, and for most people, they haven't mastered squatting. They haven't mastered lunging. They haven't mastered push-ups. They... You know They lack the mobility to do a lot of stuff. They don't have great ankle mobility or hip mobility or their hamstrings are too tight or whatever the problem is because they always want to move on to the next thing and do the next sexy thing. So for me, you guys, there's a lot of success in simplicity. I'll say it again. There's a lot of success in simplicity of your training and making your training simple at first, building it off of the foundational movements, a push, a pull, a quad dominant hit, dominant, a trunk, and a total body, and then building the sexiness from there. So, hopefully, that helps you guys. Uh, I know a lot of that is fitness jargon for you, you know, novice listeners, but if you guys have been training long enough, I think obviously you understand, you know, uh for the most part, what I'm saying, and, and hopefully it made sense to you, and you can construct your program from there. But again, obviously in our inner circle, we have hundreds of programs. If you come into our facility here, obviously we, we train a certain way, and obviously I share so much shit on our YouTube page. There's like almost 700 videos now, and then obviously Instagram, it's there every day, and you guys can see it too. But uh, there's something that works for everybody. I just think, I'm generally speaking, the most bang for your buck would be for you guys training, you know, three to four times per week, dedicated to a certain, uh, you know, training protocol or program, a mix of strength and aerobic work all together and then obviously just doing anything on those other days especially foam rolling going through mobility flows and you can even build those into the circuits as well because I think it's ideal and that's what we try to do for our people is every day they come in give them some form of strength work give them some form of mobility and then give them some type of aerobic work whether it be you know endurance based or you know hit based or kind of sprint style based training uh, I think all those things are, are great and uh, are all needed for you guys to you know be your best, most fittest self in the smallest amount of time possible because understanding most of you guys aren't going to train 10 hours per week and nor do you need to. And I think a lot of you actually who train you know for over seven hours a week, you would get a lot done in a lot less time if your program was structured the right way and you could be consistent because rest is important. And you know proper supplementation and nutrition and diet is all tied to that as well. And I think oftentimes people will overtrain and overstress the body, and uh, do you know, I don't even I don't I don't want to say train too much, but doing movements that are low return exercises. I mean, they're getting a little back for all the effort and work they're doing when they could spend their time doing high return activities and exercises and uh, be in much better shape in much less time, but. Take that for what it's worth. Hopefully that helps you guys and answered your question. Anything else you want to hear in the podcast, shoot me a DM, send me a message. If you're on iTunes right now, stop. Don't be a lazy ass. Drop us a five-star leave a comment. I would love to hear it. And Obviously, if you think this can help any of your you know, fellow fitness professionals or fitness friends who are looking to construct a program or are really interested in programming in this you know world of fitness, share this with them and hopefully they get a little insight of, of how I program myself and how I program for our people and what I think is the, the way for most of you to be The most successful in the smallest amount of time, which I think is what we're all trying to do. Is when we invest our money, we want the biggest fucking return in the smallest amount of time. The same thing with our fitness. We want them to look the best, move the best, and feel the best, and be our strongest and our fastest and our most beautiful and the most amazing in the shortest amount of time possible. And I know it doesn't sound sexy, but drilling down on the basics and doing the big compound movements and structuring your time like that is the fastest way for most of you to get it done. So I'll talk to you guys soon and until next time, eat well, train hard, be nice to people and please you guys, keep doing shit you love with people you enjoy because your life is too short not to, I'll talk to you guys soon, peace.